0: Song
1: of the Soul Regular listeners of Song of the Soul will know that the music of the folk or singer-songwriter variety is generally my preference, but I've experienced gifts from all corners of the musical map. So today we're going to welcome in Frank Florin, who plays music of Hindu origin called Kirtan. This won't be the first time for you to hear Kirtan on Song of the Soul, but it has been too long in the revisiting. Frank plays as part of a group called Temple of Light Kirtan around Minnesota's Twin Cities. Frank Florin joins us by phone from the area to invite us into the depths of Kirtan. Frank, welcome to Song of the Soul.
2: Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here to share with you. How passionate, really, are you about kirtan?
3: Oh, I would say that kirtan forms a major part of my life, and I'm fairly passionate about kirtan and the path of bhakti
2: in general. And what's bhakti? I'm afraid I'm a little bit ignorant.
3: Bhakti is one of the yoga traditions that has to do with the path of devotion and love. So it's a spiritual path that involves this kirtan is chanting and music of opening your heart and being in love with and having devotion
2: to the Spirit. We have this problem in English that we say the word love, and it can mean many, many different things. It could be the way that you love your father and your mother or your brothers and sisters or your sweetheart or just love the general populace of the world. What sense were you using love in?
3: Well, love in the spiritual sense would be, I think, the purest and highest form of love, which is an unselfish form of love, love for the sake of love itself that does not have a selfish bias to it. Although probably on some level, even spiritually, we're on a path of love to receive good feelings in return, but I think that's the ideal anyways, is that it's a selfish kind of love that lacks personal interest or motive. Kirtan and bhakti do involve the other forms of love are kind of wrapped into it that you mentioned, like a love to our parents or our love for a romantic partner. Kirtan and this bhakti path kind of use those human relationships that we are very familiar with as an avenue to the divine. And so we can have a relationship with the spirit or with the divinity that we relate to it like a father or like a mother or like a lover And we can channel those emotions and those feelings that we have for those human relationships that we're all familiar with and direct those into the spirit and into the divinity. The idea in the traditions of Hinduism and Bhakti Yoga that we often have in the West with Christianity is is that God is is separate from the creation and exists as something kind of outside of ourselves and outside of the creation. And the idea in Bhakti Yoga and a lot of the Hindu tradition or Sanatana Dharma is that the God or the Lord or whatever word you use, creator, the Great Spirit, is all pervasive and dwells within and resides in the creation. Therefore, he also exists within each person and within us, sort of like we are a ray of the sun or a wave on that ocean. And so that divinity also is present within us and not as something separate from us. And so kirtan and the devotion and love really get us in touch with not just something that's outside of ourselves that we're having a relationship with, but something that lives and dwells within us, within our hearts, within our souls.
2: Well, for those who haven't heard kirtan before, maybe it's important to give them an example of it right away to get them touching that sacred space inside and outside. What do you want to start with for your song with the soul, Frank?
3: Let's play a song by Alice Coltrane called Govinda Jai Jai. She's an American jazz musician, also the wife of John Coltrane. And so she really brings a musical brilliance to kirtan. She's not just someone who's making kirtan music for fun. She's a devotee. She practices a tradition of bhakti yoga, and she's involved with a specific lineage under a guru. And so Alice Coltrane is a devotee on this tradition in addition to producing the jazz music has produced a
2: couple albums with kirtan music and chanting that's very divine so we're going to start out frank lauren's song of the soul with a song not by him not performed by him but we're starting with alice coltrane and she's sharing with us govinda shai Jai. Kirtan music here today for Song of the Soul. That song was performed by Alice Coltrane, Govinda Jai Jai, and it was selected by Frank Florin for his Song of the Soul. He does music with a group called Temple of Light. They do Kirtan in the Twin Cities area, and that's just one of your favorites. Now, did you start by listening to other people do this? I mean, like, were you a devotee already of Alice Coltrane or others before you started?
3: Well, I was first exposed to kirtan music in a yoga class where the yoga teacher would play some kirtan music. And the music that I was most familiar with was music by Krishna Das, who is a a Grammy Award-winning kirtan artist. I first heard the music in yoga class, and there was something about it that I found to be quite captivating and special. And slowly I started listening to more and more of it.
2: And how does this compare to the spirituality, religious, the way of looking at the world that you grew up with? I, have you been doing yoga since you were a little kid?
3: No, I grew up going to Catholic schools, and so I didn't have any experience at all with alternative religions until I started to read about them in high school. My family wasn't very religious
2: it's probably important for me to have an idea of what your age is relative to mine. I grew up Catholic, been Quaker since I've been an adult, but the Catholic experience up until the age of 10 is very different from that afterwards because it was Latin Mass. And actually, there's something about Latin Mass type music and singing and such that I think is probably closer to Kirtan than what has happened since then. So I'm 61. What are you?
3: I'm 47.
2: So you never experienced Latin Mass or that kind of thing? No, no. And I don't
3: really recall too much of the music. I was never much of a singer or involved in music when I was younger, Uh, not until I was a teenager then I got more into rock and roll. And so I don't even have much of a recollection of the music they played in church. I would probably say that kirtan music at least some of it closely resembles kind of a gospel music that's kind of a celebratory and glorifying kind of music that's kind of upbeat and soulful.
2: Well, the Alice Coltrane bit actually struck me that way. I haven't usually felt like most of the kirtan music I've heard is kind of swaying and clapping hands type of music. I was thinking more of a a 1960s hippie get-together singing rather than the kirtan I'm used to, which does have that very significant spiritual overtone.
3: Yeah, she brings a lot of soul into it and a lot of heart, which I think fits right in with the general essence of what kirtan is. And one thing I'd like to share about kirtan music that happened to me in my experience of listening to it as I gradually got more and more into listening to it, and I enjoyed it like I had enjoyed more secular music previously. But I started to notice within my heart space a feeling of love that started to open my heart the more that I sang this music that gave me a real unique and special feeling that I didn't get from singing along with other types of music. That's probably the most notable quality that I felt from singing this kirtan and devotional music was it really opened my heart up in a way that I hadn't previously felt before where I actually felt a a love awakening there for the spirits. Uh, Not for a parent or a girlfriend, but a love just for existence and life and the universe and itself. And I think that's kind of what's captivated me and kept me so interested in devotional music is that feeling that uh, I felt inside from doing it.
2: Well, why don't you give us another example then, Frank, so people can get closer to this experience that you've been having.
3: The second song we'd like to do is called Hey Amba. And Amba basically means mother, in the sense of the divine mother, the mother of the universe. And this is a song that's done by Amati. Amma is uh, an Indian saint that travels the world and has many humanitarian projects. She's kind of like a uh, modern-day God-realized being or someone with supreme knowledge. And her kirtan is very beautiful because she is someone who has attained a high degree of realization. spirituality and spiritual awakening her music is really infused with her energy her consciousness which is awakened so i really enjoy some of her music
2: the song is K-Hamba. See Kirtan music from Amachi, the song Hey Amba, and it was selected by Frank Florin for his Song of the Soul today. This is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. We're on the web at northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find more than 10 and a half years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll also find links to our guests. So, when you want to get a hold of Frank Florin and the group of people that he does Kirtan with near the Twin Cities, they call themselves Temple of Light Kirtan. And I'll have a link to their Facebook page on NordenspiritRadio.org. Also, on that site, there's a place to post comments. We love two way communication i've said my words we'd love to see yours appear on our website as well there's a place for donations that is how this full-time work is supported but even more important than supporting northern spirit radio is to support your local community radio stations they provide a slice of music and news you get absolutely nowhere else on the american airwaves it's so crucial that they have your support so dig in your pockets Reach out your hands and help make community radio strong in your area. Again, Frank Florin is my guest here today for Song of the Soul. We've had a couple songs by other folks, uh, Alice Cotrain and Amachi. The thing is, though, that you, Frank, with Temple of Light, you do music. How long have you been doing kirtan with them?
3: We've been playing together for about one year, I've been playing kirtan on my own for maybe a couple of years, learning songs that I liked. And previous to that, I had played various styles of music, starting in high school, playing guitar and bass, playing kind of more rock and roll, heavy metal stuff or blues. And then I had a brief interest in traditional Irish music and ended up playing kirtan music. It's kind of interesting, other musicians who I had played with when I was younger somehow there's a couple of drummers who are interested in playing rock that wound up doing kirtan music, so it's kind of an interesting trajectory musically, and I guess I'm glad that I'm able to use some of those skills that I learned in other styles and apply it to this style of music.
2: You know, I'm pretty interested in what got you to that place. You said your family was not particularly religious or anything growing up, but somewhere I think you must have found a heart for something bigger at the center than, let's say, <laughs> rock music. It's a perfectly good thing. I love rock music, don't get me wrong. But that somehow didn't fill you
0: up?
3: Well, I think it's, you know, it's kind of a progression or an evolution. When I was a teenager, I had a, an early interest in Eastern philosophy. I remember reading the book Siddhartha by Hermann Hesse, which is about Buddha and the book Be Here Now by Ram Das when I was in high school. And when I read those books, I was really struck by what was shared in those books. And I recognized the truth in there that was very powerful. And I think that really opened up my interest and my curiosity and my mind to explore more deeply into other religions. And I think from a young age, I had a sense that, you know, through various disappointments and challenges in life, that one couldn't rely on other people or circumstances and that there had to be kind of uh, something within us that was stable. And the teachings in these traditions of Hinduism or Buddhism, basically, and I think the teachings are also in Christianity, that really the the only peace and joy, the true peace and joy is really in this of the spirit circumstances in life change and we're not going to find true happiness, lasting happiness and peace in things of the material world or things in sensual gratification or things of ego gratification. And so I recognize that from a young age and it's these things apparently don't happen overnight. I started up meditating, doing kind of more of a Buddhist or mindfulness meditation when I was a teenager. I didn't really have an idea of bhakti or love and devotion as being part of that it was more just witnessing my thoughts watching my thoughts and that kind of meditation that it's fairly common and it wasn't until about the year 2000 that someone gave me a book of an Indian saint named Sri Ramakrishna a lot of his teachings involved this bhakti the path of devotion and love and I really felt like after reading that 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 was something that was kind of missing or lacking in my mindfulness practice
2: so when you're performing kirtan with Temple of Light, is that service you're doing to the world or is that inner nurture that you're performing?
3: Well, I would say a little bit of both. I'm a fairly shy person who's not all that comfortable performing or being in front of people. I kind of feel like my involvement in kirtan was I was a little bit dragged into it by the spirit. The circumstances were that several of the kirtan groups in the Twin Cities had kind of disbanded and there really wasn't much kirtan and having a love for kirtan I wanted to keep kirtan going not only for myself but also for the other people in the community who like kirtan and so I kind of felt like it would be a good opportunity for me to be more involved in doing something I loved and also providing kirtan music for other people who really enjoy it. So performing kirtan, it is definitely something that I do for my own enjoyment, although I will say it's probably because there's a little bit of nervousness about it still. I find it more enjoyable to chant when other people are leading kirtan.
2: Well, maybe it'd be a good time to have an example of that. Would you care to share one of the recordings of Temple of Light making music?
3: Sure. The first kirtan song that we're going to listen to here is called Mama Manamandire, which means uh, the temple of my heart or the temple of my mind.
2: I do want to tell folks that this recording is not a professional recording, it's not a studio recording, it's an iPhone grabbing it, but hopefully I think that means you'll have part of the real experience of being in the room with Frank Florin and Temple of Light as they'd share Kirtan with the song Mama Mana Mandere. Music here today for Song of the Soul with Frank Florin. Mama Mana is the song that they were doing, the chant that they're doing as part of Temple of Light, Kirtan, in the Twin Cities area. I have a link to their Facebook page on spiritradio.org. There's also a link, by the way, to something called KirtanGatherings.com, and there's a schedule there that you can find Kirtan in the Twin Cities area. But, of course, this program is going all over the USA, and so perhaps you have your own local version that you want to look up to find kirtan in your area. So we had a little bit of an experience, Frank, there of being in the room. What were the words that were being said? Were they saying, Temple of My Heart, Temple of My Mind? Is that what they're saying over and over?
3: Well, that is one of the lines, uh, and that's a part of a traditional song that is a much longer song. and. That line is just kind of borrowed. It's like the first line. And the second part of the song is Govinda Rade. And Govinda is another name for Krishna. And so basically, Govinda Rade is like a mantra, a divine mantra. And I think it would be easiest to sum it up to say it's a mantra of pure love. If we have an understanding of who Govinda is and who Rade is, or who who Krishna is and who Rade is. One way to explain that would be in the West, You know, our stories involve, our famous love stories are Romeo and Juliet, and in India, their famous love story is Rade and Krishna, and Rade and Krishna are the divine personalities, and it's their love story. It's not about worldly love or lust or romantic love between two people. So in India, there's numerous stories and songs about the divine pure love between Rade and Krishna. And it's played out in a kind of a romantic, amorous play that we can use to kind of relate to some of the feelings that they might share. And on a deeper level, the principles of Rade and Krishna, these deities in the Hindu tradition really represent, I guess, principles of the universe or very essential parts of the universe. And so Krishna is often seen as the spirit or the pure consciousness and Rade would be nature or the energy. And so it's kind of that dance and that union and interplay of spirit and nature and of consciousness and energy. And so a lot of these chants and mantras are very deep and very profound that get to the essence of existence and of spirituality. They show the interplay and the wholeness that is the world that we're part of in creation.
2: You know, I think it'd be good to give the people another experience right away of sitting in the room with you in Temple of Light as you do Kirtan. The voices, by the way, that we're hearing, we're we're not necessarily listening to the full performance that you're doing, because that can be 10 minutes long, and American radio just doesn't work with 10-minute slices of music. So we're taking maybe four or five minutes of each of these songs. Uh, What would you like to share next?
3: The next song, the next kirtan song, will be Om Namah Shivaya, which is a very traditional chant in India to the divine. And basically, Om Namah Shivaya means I honor, I revere, I surrender to the Divine, to the Lord, to the Supreme. Shiva basically means auspiciousness or goodness, is that quality of the Divine.
2: So, Om Namah Shivaya by Frank Florin and the other folks of Temple of Light Kirtan. (laughs) decent experience of being in the room with Temple of Light as they're doing Om Namah Shivaya. It's a little bit hard. We're so used to high fidelity recordings and sound engineers, but I personally, Frank, find some advantage in simplicity that when we're together and we're doing it, we're not focused on perfection, but we're focused on the action that's happening within us. I think we end up richer for that. Does doing this music in some way make you a better person?
3: Well, I think it brings me more peace and more joy. And so uh, if you define that as kind of being a better person, I think I probably feel better inside and able to offer more to the world coming from a place of more peace and more joy. So I would say the answer is
2: yes. How does that being the better person in the world as you look at it now Compared to what you had when you were, say, 15 years old, is it a different goal that you're after? I think
3: you know the goal that I, you know, at this point for me is probably to be a more loving person and to be uh, have more peace within myself and more love for myself and for the creation in the world and for other people. So I hope to be liberated from some of my troubles and suffering, as well as providing love and support for other people.
2: Does kirtan singing, I mean, I know it comes from Hinduism, and I know it's part of Hindu practice. Is that specifically not a Buddhist practice?
3: Well, in Tibetan Buddhism, which is somewhat similar to the Indian traditions, they do mantras that are very similar. Basically, kirtan is mantras, which are sacred sounds, words, divine names. Uh, And they put music to it, basically. They have drums and harmonium and cymbals. I think a lot of the Buddhists, they have the similar chanting, but they don't add the music to it. The Hindu tradition there is a nice melody, usually, and a nice beat. And a lot of the Buddhist chants are more monotone, and they don't have the instrumentation. But I think the idea is somewhat similar, that the chanting stills the mind, and that it brings the mind into a very calm place. And from that place of stillness, one is able to experience the spirit, the soul, through that stillness. And all meditation practices generally have the stillness as kind of at least part of the goal or a step to the final goal, that the stillness is kind of required for an experience. The chattering of the mind is, is kind of one of the main obstacles. The definition of yoga actually is stilling the fluctuations of the mind when When all the chatter and the fluctuations and activity of the mind are still, then one is able to have this union within ourselves of our true essence with the spirit, with the soul. And the nature of that spirit, our soul, is one of peace and one of joy. And so that's the reason to do it, is because there's a peace and a joy in that that exists uh, independent of any external circumstance. It's just naturally there, part of who we
2: are. Is this just one part of your spiritual discipline? I mean, I'm assuming yoga is still happening for you, but maybe not. Maybe Kirtan has supplanted it.
3: I like to do Hatha yoga. I find that it's good for my body. When my body feels good, it's easier for my mind to feel good. And I think Hatha yoga is at least a good preparation for for bringing one into a place of stillness. And so I think it's good for physically and psychologically to do the Hatha yoga Um, I also do have a meditation practice that I do and kirtan is kind of an outward expression of repeating the divine names. There's another tradition in India called japa which is a quiet inner repeating of the name of God or the name of the spirit, kind of a constant remembrance and I also do that. I guess the idea behind these is, is to kind of transform the mind and purify the mind and So it doesn't obsess about all its worries and desires, but comes into more of a higher place that's beyond all our worries and desires.
2: Well, why don't we do that again by sharing some more of the music that you do with Temple of Light? What's up next?
3: The next chant we'll do is called, Hey Ma Durga. And this is a chant to the Divine Mother. The name Durga has a Sanskrit meaning that basically means invincible. And so Durga is that invincible power of the spirit, of the divine energy, of the Supreme Consciousness that will help us overcome our afflictions. We're calling on that and attuning ourselves to the Divine Mother, that nurturing power, that power
2: to remove our troubles, bring us to a state of inner peace and joy. Hema Durga by Frank Floren with the other folks of Temple of Light Kirtan. chance to sit in a room with a number of people sharing the hindu form of devotion called kirtan hema durga was the song and you were sitting in a room with temple of light leading the kirtan i don't know exactly by the way frank which role you play you could be doing various instruments and i assume you're chanting as along with other folks how does that actually play out in your group
3: Well, I play guitar in the group. Kim does the singing and plays some drums and cymbals and shakers. Roger plays the harmonium, and Dave plays the drums, and we all take turns leading the chants, and then the other people provide some of the backup. And kirtan is such that it's typically call and response, and so the leader of the song will sing the first line, and then the other members in the group and the other people listening will sing back and repeat that line and so it's kind of a back and forth call and response tradition
2: Did I hear you say earlier in the interview Frank that you're not particularly comfortable with singing in front of a group of people really much rather hand it off to any of the other folks there?
3: It's true, yeah, well, it's probably not just singing, just any yeah speaking in front of people. I'm kind of shy, so um but it's been a great opportunity for me to grow, and maybe I'd feel better some of uh I don't know if singing is my strong suit, so I'm always trying to improve staying more in key and on tune, <laughs> and I think all all of us musically we're not professional musicians, and so the other members in the group are relatively new to playing music. And so the devotion has to go a long ways when you don't have the musical advanced abilities to make it sound all perfect musically. So it's really about the energy that's brought to it.
2: When you do this, how big of a room of people are we talking about? Is this 20 of you together or is it 500? I mean, what, what are the ranges that you've dealt with?
3: Well, typically, you know, on a Saturday night kirtan or something, there's usually around 20 people or so, and most of the time they're held in a yoga studio, so the rooms are a large living room size. They're fairly smaller size places, which is good because the sound is pretty good in there. You don't have to fill up a whole space. There are some larger events. We had a New Year's event that we helped organize, and we played. There was three different kirtan groups, and we had about 150 people there. And so we had quite a good turnout. Typically for our kirtans, we have a donation base, and we pick an organization that we donate the proceeds to, typically some kind of humanitarian projects, helping out with food or environmental projects that we donate the money to. And so try to do some good with bringing people together.
2: Well, I'd like to do that one more time. I think we've got time for one more song. How do you want to conclude your Song of the Soul, Frank?
3: This final song is a rendition of the Green Tara Mantra, which is a very popular Buddhist mantra, a Tibetan Buddhist mantra. In the Buddhist tradition, Tara is this beautiful emerald green goddess, and she represents the awakened mind, and so part of that Tibetan Buddhist tradition is to meditate on the Green Tara, which represents the goal of having an awakened mind, and she is also the protector, so she grants protection. A lot of these names, for instance, have very special meanings. So Tara in Sanskrit has a number of very profound meanings, such as star, the one who ferries across, radiance. So by chanting this Tara Mantra, we're kind of invoking those types of energies and attuning ourselves to that. Essentially, she is that which varies
2: us across the worldly difficulties. We're listening to the Green Tara Mantra.
4: to it. Oh, it, too tight. Oh, tight, too tight. Oh, tight, too tight.
2: music shared with us by Temple of Light, a group of which Frank Florin is part. You just heard an excerpt, a portion of them performing Green Tower Mantra. Again, these can go on for easily 10 minutes or longer, which from an American point of view might seem kind of too long. You know, we sometimes seem to like sound bites more than full sandwiches. And definitely, Kirtan is an experience of deep presence. It's not just a a flash in the pan. We've been speaking today with Frank Florin. He's part of a kirtan group, Temple of Light in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota. You can find a link to their Facebook page on northernspiritradio.org. You'll also find a link to kirtangatherings.com. You can find where kirtan's happening in the Twin Cities. You probably have a site like that in your area or nationwide. And so follow up and sit in the midst of a kirtan gathering. See if somehow it speaks deeply to you. Thanks so much, Frank, for joining me today for Song of the Soul.
3: Thank you for having me. It was great speaking with you.
2: Again, find the links on Northern Spirit Radio for Frank Florin, Temple of Light and kirtan gatherings. We had production help today by Andrew Jansen for this show, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Jai Ma! The theme music for Song of
1: the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org.